Awesome. Good morning, church. How are we today? Um, so as Shan said, I, I, I'm Ray. Um, you guys might remember um, Sarah, who was living with us up until last night. Um, you tried to auction her off? I may have tried to auction her off to the highest bidder um, at some stage during the service, so she may or may not be coming back to Cromwell. Um, she sends her love um, to all of you apart from me. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was actually a really cool wedding. There's something... There's something actually pretty significant that happens when you hang around in this place called church for a while. And I don't know if you're like a, you know, 26th generation Christian or you're someone that's just really new to this whole church thing. But there's something amazing that happens is that you gain um, family, I guess. You know, and it's not the fact that you, you know, we're not a, we're not a cult and Christianity's not like that in the sense of, um, hey, you need to come hang out with us at the expense of not hanging out with um, who else you want to hang out with. I love the fact that Christianity, when it works really, really well, is actually all-inclusive. So that means that, like, I don't care what your family looks like. Um, my family, um, if you ever had the pleasure of meeting them, you guys would have loved my extended family. You would have loved my mum. You would have loved my dad. Um, my granddad's funnier than I was. Um, but they were always welcomed into church. And so I don't know if um, this whole church thing is new to you or you've been here for a while. I just want to say, man, I don't care who you invite to this space. They're going to be welcome. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to love on them in a way that um, is going to be confronting to them for no other reason than, man, it's just so different maybe to what they know. Um, if you're here for the first time today, we just want to say um, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, if you don't have a weird uncle or a weird auntie or uh, that weird person in your family, um, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that weird person is you. Um, so you're welcome as well, all right? So just a wee bit of truth revelation there for you at the start of the, start of the, um, start of the session today. Um, now, um, there's a bit of a heart message today. Um, some of what I've written uh, was written just at the back. Some of what I was written was uh, what, what I've written today is actually um, was written on the way home last night. Some was written at the reception. But I've just got this kind of this one thought, right? And I, and I think it's a really, really good thought. I, it's something that's been playing around in my head for um, a little while. And I guess it's not necessarily like a vision for this year, but it's just kind of like a thought, all right? And, it, and it's something that I think that we'll come back to a few different times. Um, but the thought, this is the thought for 2019, right? And it goes like this. It's, it's really easy. Um, there's even three words that are repeated three times. So there's only actually real, there's six words. But three of those words are the same word. So you've only really got four words to remember. I've made that sound way more complicated than it really is. All right. Um, but the thought that I have, and I, I believe that this is something for church, but if you're here visiting today, I believe that there's something in it for you today as well. And it sounds like this. Here's the thought. All in. So you guys go all in. All in. All out. All out. All together. All together. All in. All in. All out. All out. All together. All together. Okay. Now, here's the thought. There's something powerful that happens when we as humans... We who are sort of like here, engaged on this place called Earth for however long we're here, something powerful happens when we're all in. Not only that, something powerful happens when we're all out. We go all out. And then finally, something powerful happens when we're all together. 
And so the thing is, is that we can be all in, all out, and all together in the world, doing our own thing, hanging out. But actually, from a um, Christian point of view, from a church point of view, if we're all in, all out, all together, something powerful happens as well. So I wanted to tell you just a little part of two stories, right? Uh, The first one's genuinely like one of my favorite stories in the Bible. I I don't know why I like it so much. I think it's because like I'm kind of a languages guy. Um... But it's actually in Genesis 11, and I wanted, to, I wanted to read it to you. So this is how it goes. So it's Genesis 11. Um, if you've got your Bibles, you can open them. If you don't have your Bibles, grab your phone. This is a great opportunity to check Facebook. Um, maybe upload an Insta. Um, hashtag all in, all out, all together. <laughs> Stephen Furtick, I am not. All right. Hey, um, so here's the story. So it's the tower of Babel, okay? So Genesis 11, the Tower of Babel, and it starts in verse 11. Now the whole world had one language and common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shiner and settled there. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shiner and settled there. So everyone in the world, common language, common direction, Sounds like not a bad place to hang out, really. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. So they have a plan. They've got a purpose. They've got a cause together. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we'll be scattered over the face of the earth. So they've got a common purpose and um, come together. They even know how they're going to do it, which is pretty amazing. Like, generally, have you ever tried to make plans with your family? Uh, uh, Okay, let's make it smaller than that. Have you ever tried to organise where you're going for dinner with someone that you have any relationship with whatsoever? There will be two people and there will be five different choices um, have you ever been in the situation where you're with your significant other and they say, yeah, of course, just go wherever you want to go. But then the one... Oh, we've got laughter. Okay, it's a pain point here. Okay. All right, we'll pray for that later. But um, Shannon and I have, um, before we... Throw me under the bus. I'm not throwing you under the bus. So I'm not going to say who it was. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but we've literally been on dates before where we never actually quite got to... Um, the restaurant, that, that sounds way more romantic and passionate than it really is. Um, what happened was essentially it took us an hour and a half to decide where we wanted to go. By that stage, we'd had a big enough argument that we didn't really want to hang out together anymore. And that was our date. There's been times that we've paid babysitters for that privilege. So what I'm telling you here is this is nothing short of a miracle. Not that it was a miracle from God, but common people, common accord, common cause. This is what happens, right? Verse 5. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. So this is literally against the will of God. This is not God's plan. 
Um, they, he, he's not keen for them to hang out in the same place. Remember, he says to go out into all the earth. He says to multiply and spread out across the earth. But even so, common language, common purpose, common cause, common direction. And he says, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so that they will not understand one another. So the Lord scattered them from there all over the earth, and they stopped building the city. Um, that, is why it was, um, that is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. Just out of interest, that's where we get the word Babel from. He's babbling. Okay? Um, the city that was actually started to be built there was called Babylon which um, actually caused a few dramas um, in the Old Testament in particular and gets referred back to um, several times in the New Testament. From there, the Lord scattered them all over the face of the earth. Now, here's the deal. This is, this is, this is what I've realized. So the people were all in. Like, they all decided that they were going to do this thing. The people were all out. Not only were they going to build something that was small... They're actually going to build something that was a city, and then a city, not just a city, but a city that would reach the heavens. And they decided what direction and how they were going to do it. They, they built with brick, not stone. They built with tar, not whatever else you use in bricklaying. I'm not a bricklayer. I don't know. I'm at the extent of my building knowledge, Tui can tell you that. But even so, they were doing the wrong thing for the wrong reason. But because they were united together and they had a plan, God was going, we have to stop that because they'll be able to do whatever they plan together. Now, see, there's a, non, uh, there's a non-Christian element to that. But similarly, if that's true for people that are unbelievers, that are literally going against the will of God, that are literally doing not what God's called them to do, man, how much more powerful would it be for us as Christians, as a group of, a body of believers, uh, believers that have chosen to group together. So like if you've been here for longer than a couple of months, you've chosen to hang out with us, yeah? Like that's just basically what's happening. And ho- hopefully, between Shannon and I, Shannon and I don't really have arguments in the front of the church where I go, no, I want the church to go this way. And Shannon goes, no, I want it to go that way. We're actually starting to share a common language. Not only that, we're starting to share a common cause. And so I've just got a couple of thoughts around Babel, okay? So here are my thoughts. So here's my first thought. My first thought is a group of people that come together for a common purpose using a common language is a dangerous combination. It can be dangerous good. It can be dangerous bad. When the young adults get together and they come up with a plan at half past ten on a Monday night, they come together for a common cause, common purpose, that can be dangerous good, that can be dangerous bad, all right? So Shannon said um, last week, and she was mentioning about the power of unity and community. So as a church, we've, like, as a body of believers, as Church Untamed, we've actually decided to join together, yeah? So we're we're here doing this thing called church, which is actually really just gathering together. It wouldn't matter if the sound went, 
or the sound didn't go. It wouldn't matter if the lights went or the lights didn't go. It wouldn't matter if we had a building or we just gathered under the low burn tree. I oh, know that would, that would be a bad place to gather. We'd have to pick somewhere else to go. All right, but we gather under the tree up the top of the 45th parallel. Um, I wouldn't make it. I hope you guys have a great time. Um, <laughs> services will be half an hour later. But actually, it's not the things that make up the church. It's that what it is, is we've decided to gather together for a common cause and a common purpose. Shane talks about the power of uni- uh, community and unity last week. So here's my question then as a church for us today in 2019. What are we going to use our togetherness for? We're together. We've decided that we're going to hang out together. We've got a common language. We're starting to say some of the same words. It freaks me out when you guys repeat stuff that Shannon or I have said before. It's like, oh my goodness, I might need to be more careful around my phrasing. So what are we using our togetherness for and what are we building? Now, I'm not saying literally a church building. A church building is not the, that's not the pinnacle of where we're going. If, if you're expecting us to go into a church building or build a church building any time in the near future, no, no, the people are the church, okay? And, and, and when we, if and when we decide to choose to build something, it'll be something that's actually going to be beneficial for the entire community. So we're going to get on the same page. Are we going to build our own empire, our own silo, or are we going to build something that glorifies God? See, we've decided to be together, so now what are we going to do with that? All right, we, there's already an element of unity between us. Um, one of my favorite things that I love um, is actually the whole idea of culture, right? So um, you've got Kiwi culture which is great. But actually, you've also got kingdom culture. See, Kiwi culture is awesome, but if you happen to not come from New Zealand, Kiwi culture can really be super weird. Okay? Um, For for our Pacific Island friends that come in and sing um, praise and worship with us, the fact that we don't jump around and clap and sound like we're enjoying ourselves during praise and worship is weird to them. Similarly, uh, Similarly... Um, The fact that we sometimes start on time. Um, The fact that um, services will normally go between an hour to an hour and a half long. Also weird. What I'm trying to say is, is that actually we bring our own culture and when we decide um, decide to join together, there's actually things that we bring to the table. There's actually things that we can offer. There's actually things that are great about what we carry that's unique to us. So for the simple fact that you're here in this room today, there's something that you have to offer that's actually going to be beneficial to the church. And I'm not talking about serving necessarily. What I'm talking about is there's actually actually characteristics and things about who you are and things about the way that you're wired up that other people are crying out for. See, if, you, if you're sitting there today going, man, I can't do anything apart from I make cups of tea and I feed people biscuits, do you know what? I will follow you anywhere. <laughs> if you hand me a cup of tea at the right time, and it's a biscuit that's pretty okay, particularly if it's rusk, I'm good. <laughs> we can be friends. <laughs> There's something that you carry that's actually beneficial. 
And so it's not a case of what we can give each other. It's not a case of what I can take from you. <coughs> what the thing is, is that when we come together for a common purpose and a common cause, because we love one another, because we want to serve one another, actually what we have to give just comes out naturally. Do you know what I mean? If you're an encourager and you're with people that you like, what's going to happen is there's going to be language that you use that's just naturally encouraging. If you're someone that loves hanging out with people that no one else hangs out with, well, you're going to be on the fringes hanging out with those people. There's something that you carry that, that, that naturally happens out of you that you don't need to be told about, that you don't need to um, be given a job title for, that you don't need a job description for. I'm fully confident that as, um, as believers, as, just as humans, if we actually gave of what we had, man, there would be very, very little need anywhere. There'd be very, very little need in the community. There'd be very, very little need in the church. Because the thing is, is that I might not necessarily know when someone needs a water. But as long as there's someone here that does know that and knows how to care for people, well, then that's great. That's what's going to happen is that church, when it's working amazingly well, actually just looks like a body of believers that love one another. And as a result of loving one another, they serve one another. They hang out with each other. It just is, there's just this natural community and culture that begins to take place. Now, one of the things that I want you guys to sort of realize and think about over the next few weeks is the fact that there's actually this emerging culture that's happening amongst our church. We've decided to gather together. For some of us, we've been hanging together for a really long time. But one of the things that's coming out now is there's this emerging culture. What are we going to value what are we gonna? What are uh, what are our beliefs gonna be? What are some of the same? Uh, what's some of the language that we're going to use? How are we gonna relate to one another? So the word culture says the total of the. And, um, so this is the Collins Cobuild, which I quite like. It's a dictionary that I enjoy. I read it for fun. Um, why is that funny? No. <laughs> Collins Cobuild is actually the dictionary that I quite like. Anyway, it's a whole other story. Okay. Um, so, culture is the total of the inherited ideas, beliefs, values, and knowledge which constitute the shared basis of social action. So, um, if you wanted to, like the paraphrased Ray 2019 version, it's basically we do the stuff we do because of the beliefs that we share. So, the culture that happens in church, we do the stuff we do because of the beliefs that we share. And if we all share the same beliefs, then suddenly we're common cause, common purpose, going in the same direction. Um, let me try another one. Um, the total range of activities and ideas of a group of people with shared traditions, which are transmitted and reinforced by members of the group. See, the thing is, is that if we're here doing common cause, common purpose, going in the same direction, if as a church, like our church's mission statement, is to, oh my goodness, <laughs> seek God, to love people, and to build community. So if that's the case, our actions should reflect the culture that we have. So seek God. So we, when, we, when we praise, when we worship, when we pray, everything that we do should be seeking after God. There should be a, um, almost like a desperation in the way that we worship because we're we're just so keen to encounter God in a really significant way. When we love people, if we value loving people, that means loving one another. That means serving one another. That means fulfilling others' needs. 
Uh, if we build community, that means that the four walls of the church here are actually, like church is not just something that we do on a Sunday for an hour. Church is actually what we take out into the community, how we serve the community. See, if all that Church Untamed was was, the, was what we did on a Sunday between 10 and half past 11 or whatever it is, well, that's not really the church that Jesus would want us to have. So anyway, here's my thoughts. Here's, a, here's three really quick thoughts, and then we'll be done, okay? So all in. Thanks, Isaac. You're the best, man. I love working with young people because they're the ones that are all in first. Anyway, um, so I love this idea. When it comes to being all in, it took me a really long time to be all in for God. It took me a really long time to realize that I was just going to give God whatever and he could use whatever he wanted. I, um, there's this moment. Um, has anyone ever watched like the poker games? Like the late night, it's normally one o'clock in the morning and they, they play like the poker games. And like, um, Tui's like, yeah. And like there's this moment um, where they talk about being, uh, where, where what happens, it just comes a point where you make a decision and you're like, yeah, this is the time, this is the moment that I'm just going to put everything on the table. I believe that this year for us is going to be a year where we're all in. This year for us is going to be a year where actually we can put our vulnerabilities and our securities on the table. We're going to be able to um, share stuff together that we might not have been able to share before because we're going to be all in. Um, for me personally, there's two areas that I've, that are one, one area that I've always been really easy at being all in for, and one area that I've always really struggled with, and it was the last thing to sort of happen. So one, one thing that would, uh, one thing for me was serving came really easily. So luxing, doing um, techie stuff was like my jam. I really liked that. And it was so easy for me to be all in when it came to that area of my life. Um, as Shannon will be quite happily tell you, she's um, someone that's always been great at being all in financially, okay? Because she's, she's a spender, not a saver. So she's like, yeah, all right, I'm all in. <laughs> let's, get a, let's get the slightly better one. <laughs> but actually, when it comes to, um, come to giving in church, it took me a really long time to get my head around it, like just for me personally. Um, and what I came to realize is that my hang-up was um, for, for me personally, and again, um, like take, take, take from it what you will, for me personally, uh, at the end of the day, I genuinely had this belief that what my resource, I was better, I was better at handling my resource than God was at handling my resource. <laughs> and then the thing that I realized that I wasn't doing quite well was that I realized that I thought that my resource was mine. Not realizing that God had given me every job that I'd ever had, every opportunity. <laughs> And, um, and so for me personally, when it comes to being all in, that was, that was an area. Now, whatever area that is for you in your life, I, I really honestly believe that this year is going to be a year where you go all in. Not because it's a gamble. It's not, this isn't poker that we're playing. But because, because we're a bunch of believers that believe the same stuff, heading towards common cause and common purpose, we trust one another. And as a result of trusting one another... It's not only our security and our front face, our all together, you know, we've got it all together, we've got everything going really well. It's actually going to be our vulnerabilities that we're willing to put on our table as well. Do you get what I mean? So as a result of trusting one another, we can actually use our vulnerability as well. 
And as a result of us putting our vulnerability on the table, the things that were maybe still uh, pain points for us, the stuff that we might still be working through, they're actually going to be the testimonies that God's going to be able to use. So it's just my first thought. I, th- I believe this is a year that we're going to go all in. Secondly, this is a year where we're going to go all out, which sounds like it's the opposite of all in. But what I mean by all out is that as a church, personally as well, we're going to be people that we want to do what we can, where we can, for who we can. We want to be outward focused and outward looking. We want to engage community, not just locally, but internationally. Um, Recently, we had this um, camp called Summer Revolution, and what happened was there's um, a bunch of Auckland uh, dudes and dudettes came down. And their culture, compared to our culture, was extra. There was a whole bunch of, like, honestly, when it comes to praise and worship, us poor South Islanders are sitting there going, oh my goodness, what the heck is happening? The first night, the poor old South Islanders are sort of sitting there, and you've got the everyone moshing up the front, jumping around, just having an absolutely brilliant time. And then you've got this crew of kids in the back going, what's happening? (laughs) There was this culture shock that took place. Um, If we're offended by something that's too much, too extra, we need to ask ourselves why. There's actually always a benefit in cross-pollinating. There's actually always a benefit in going all out. Um, what I really feel for us is one of the things that we're going to do is there's going to be events that we run that are going to be all out. We're wanting to go to the next, we're wanting to go to the next level. We're wanting to go, um, yeah. Finally, the last thing that I wanted to talk about, so all in, we're going to be all in. All out, we want to do things with excellence and we want to sort of take things to the next level. And then finally, we want to be all together. Okay. So, if I got the hundred best musicians in the world, if I got, I don't know, living or dead, if I got Beethoven, if I got Dave Grohl, just because I rate him, um, Eddie Vedder, um, Michael Jackson, if he's still around, um, I'd take Freddie Mercury any day of the week and actually probably most of the Queen band just because... I watched Bohemian Rhapsody recently. Um, and, and I took all of these people and we got them all together with all of the instruments that they play. And we just sort of sat there and so everyone's all lined up. The uh, um, New Zealand Symphony Orchestra. Um, we got Walk Off the Earth. I don't know, I'm, I'm just making up names now. Um, Bob Dylan, just because what a ledge. Okay, so we got all these guys. And we lined them all up and gave them absolutely no structure. We gave them no um, direction. We didn't even give them a song to play. These are the greatest musicians in the world. hundred of them sitting here. Um, there's actually a word in the English language that probably comes from a different language because English is like that. Um, but what happens... These, these hundred people start playing, what kind of sound do you reckon would come out? I reckon initially it would be terrible. I reckon initially it would genuinely be awful. There's actually a word in the English language for it. It's called cacophony. 
So it's a cacophony, a discordant sound that may actually sound okay in isolation. One of the things that I really believe is that prophetically, as a church, one of the things that we're going to learn to do in the coming year is we're going to learn how to play together. So you take the same 100 people and you give them some time and you give them the chance to talk about what they want to see and what they want, don't want to see. You give them a chance to talk about what kind of music they would like to play. You give them a chance to actually start riffing with one another. That cacophony would change to a symphony. Okay? hundred of the best musicians, of course, they'd, they'd figure out how to play together. See, this is the thing that I see for us at the moment. We've got a whole bunch of people from a whole range of backgrounds. Some of us come from classical backgrounds. Some of us come from hard rock bogany backgrounds. Shout out, Gore. Um, but we come from this whole range of backgrounds. What we're going to be doing in the coming season is that we're going to learn how to play with each other. We're going to learn how to, um, how to sing, how to worship in symphony together. And I really believe that that's what's going to happen. And so 1 Corinthians 12, which is the last, the last um, verse I'm going to use today, it talks about unity and diversity in the body. See, it's okay to have diversity in the kingdom of God. We need to have diversity. Thank goodness that there's not 50 rays sitting here right now. All we would do is laugh at one another, tear strips off one another, and then say how cool we all are to each other. It would just be this big resonant chamber of both awesomeness and like tearing each other down. It would just be terrible. Thank goodness that there's not 50 Shannons in the room right now. Hey. 49 of them will be crying. The 50th will be singing and worshipping. And then eventually there'll be tears, there'd be snot, there would be... Thank goodness that there's not 50 Liams in the room. It would be completely silent. No, I'm just kidding. No. Thank goodness that there's not 50 Liams in the room. I I'm glad that there's not 50 Liams in the room, but I'm super glad that there's one. Yeah. I'm glad that there's not 50 Kims in the room. I'm really glad that there's one. See, this is what we're going to be doing. is As we learn how each other works, as we learn how each other, what our gifts are like, as we celebrate our diversity, there's going to be this unity that comes. And it's talked about in 1 Corinthians 12. Unity and diversity in the body. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. For we're all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we're all given one spirit to drink. And that's really important. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. I believe that there's coming a time where we're going to have a unity in our kingdom-mindedness. As we become more like Christ, we're actually going to have this unity in, in the way that we think. Not only that, we're going to have this shared language, this common language that we have. Not only that, there's going to be this shared culture that takes place. Not only that, we're going to have this shared purpose that happens. Not only that, we've actually got the same spirit within us today. I don't, it doesn't matter what country you're from. It doesn't matter if this is your hundredth time being here in this room or it's your first time. Actually, if we're part of Christ's kingdom, there's a spirit that we carry. 
There's a shared spirit. We, we should be able to recognize that in other people. We shouldn't have a need for a secret handshake, which is good because Church Untamed's secret handshake needs some work, definitely. It's obvious who we are and whose we are. So here's my heart for, for this year, for 2019. I, I, I pray that as Christians, we're going to be ones that are inclusive. That means that it doesn't matter who walks through the door. We're going to love them. They're going to feel a part of. They're going to feel welcomed. I pray that this year we're going to be, uh, we're going to be a church that's open. This is my heart. Is that Have you ever noticed that there's a point in a relationship where you just kind of let it all hang out? No? Okay, you guys are still, you guys are still, your, your partner still currently thinks that you never pass win. Um, just out of interest, if, that, if that's happening, you need to take them to a doctor. Something has gone horribly, horribly wrong. Alright, there's this point where we're actually we just, we're okay with being ourselves around each other. Um, and in my heart for this year is that we bring the fringe to the core. Um, that we'd be connectors, we'd connect all together with others, with community, with kingdom, and with God. So practically what that means for us is this year we're actually going to be a church that travels. Um, you guys might have seen, um, you guys might have seen about Shout Conference happening partway through the year. We want you guys to come along. It's up in Auckland. There's actually some sacrifice that's going to have to take place in order for people to be in the room. But actually, there's something powerful that happens when different people from different backgrounds and different cultures come together for a common purpose. And so my encouragement for you this year is to be in the room. We want to be a church that invites. And as, and as a church, we're looking for excuses to connect with each other, with other people, and with God. So anyway, that's my heart for today. I'd love to pray for you guys. Is that okay? Lord, I, I just thank you so much that there's unity and diversity in uh, who we are, Lord. I just pray that as we um, storm as a church, as we form as a church, as we norm as a church, as we sort of come together, Lord, that you just continue to reveal the direction that you'd have us go, that we wouldn't be ones that would be building something that's not of you, um, but that we'd have hearts after you. Lord, I thank you so much that we're, we've got the same spirit, the same spirit, the Holy Spirit within us. Lord, I just pray that you continue to speak to us. And I pray that um, as we continue to work together, that we'd go from that, um, we continue to uh, work towards that symphony, Lord, where we might bring different instruments, different voices, different gifts. But Lord, Lord that we'd learn to play together in harmony. God, be with us as we go out into the community this week. Um, help us to be um, that spirit of invitation. Help us to be light carriers and hope givers. Be with us today, we pray. Amen.